Here we go. Three, two. Hey, welcome to 12 Questions. Hello. We're back. We're back. It's We're- another episode of 12 Questions Podcast. I'm Alex Young and... I'm Anna Valenzuela. Hello. And we're uh, here today in Alex's beautiful home. Yes. And we're doing we're doing quick and dirty podcasts today. We're making it happen. Getting real dirty today. We're getting I'm getting dirty in a very clean apartment. Yes. That white Al- carpet. White yeah. Alex was like, Oh, my apartment might be dirty. I was like, No. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane. That's insane. Um it, it's dirty for a civilian. It's squeaky clean for a comedian. It's that's true. It's comedian <laughs> very clean. It is very clean. Oh my gosh. Um we're joined today by the beautiful lovely and how would you like to identify yourself? So you introduce yourself. Um I I mean I don't that's I've never been asked how to introduce myself. Uh I'm a woman and <laughs> Hello. I would like to introduce myself as a woman who Ladies. is grown, mm-hmm. who is a grown adult, technically. I love it. Well, I, the reason why we say that is because we get into some anonymous topics. So if some people oh. like to keep it on the DL, but yeah, I've no, I don't act. care. I'm I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> I'm a fucking very sick alcoholic. <laughs> and, and I'm a, a sick, uh, I love being mean to people. I love getting angry. <laughs> There's so much bad I get joy from. That's really <laughs> what I, den- I, I identify as. Someone who takes pleasure in pain. <laughs> I love that guy. So I'm a masochist. Got it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and you're listening to the beautiful voice of Lindsay Adams. <laughs> <laughs> if, you haven't, if you can't tell by the nasally horrific sound. No, I love it. Oh, thank you. I hear, I like, I mean, everybody hates how they sound, but then I hear myself, even my mom is like, did you get more nasally? I'm like, you know what? (laughs) I don't really think you need to share that. That's so (laughs) funny. Well, I think we use our voices all the time. And if we don't rest, if I don't rest, I get definitely like, like, yeah, I turn into Bill Burr. Like, I'm just like, "Ah." (laughs) I also think it becomes like a, a conservation of like, if you use your voice in a certain way, you will lose your voice. So it's like yeah. if you speak in a way where your vocal cords are working out the least and yeah. you figure that out, then you can talk forever. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that's like a default. Why like some comics are just like sound totally different. I don't know. It's a theory. Maybe it's not true. I got to work on that because I have a deep baritone voice. Uh-huh. And if I don't articulate or add inflections, then I just sound like a grumbling like V8 motor, and that's it. <laughs> like that's I, I don't talk in the mornings. Like you don't talk to me in the mornings. Like even my wife doesn't talk to me in the mornings because oh, really? she's like, I can't understand you. You just sound like bass. That's like, so funny. She doesn't like me talking around her during the time of the month because she says her insides hurt <laughs> from <laughs> the vibrations of my voice. I'm like, Jesus, why? That's, I can understand that. That's so mm. specific. It's very specific. I love that. I, I love that she vocalized. <laughs> I like support her for oh, vocalizing yeah. I told her, that, hey, everything, we table everything. I'm like, if I'm doing something you don't like, tell me immediately, all right? We're not going to let it fester. And is this from pre, like, is this from PMS to completion of cycle or is this from day one? Like, when does the no talking policy start? Because that could be two weeks out of the month yeah. in my house. Same. No, same. I'm, like big on, I'm big on being like, I'm just going to need you to leave the room for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> just take your bags. 
I'm gonna, right, take I your sleeping you bag. To just not speak to me at all. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to call both of you when I move in with Stuart because this is like, it feels like I've lived with partners in the past, but yeah. those didn't work out. So I feel like this mm-hmm. is like a whole new chapter. I'm going to have to adopt that. Like either, you know what? Just like not a lot of talking for the next couple of days. Yeah. Or maybe like, you know, I just need a little room space. Yeah. Okay. Communicating your needs. Yeah. What? How freeing. Yeah, like, how? what? Do you mean actually tell people how you feel? I That's need <laughs> Yeah, we both work from home now. And so, oh, yeah, which is like a lot. Trust, it's, uh, it's so much. I own the bedroom and he owns the kitchen and living room. So I'm big, like, do not come in the bedroom unless absolutely necessary. And when we're both in our work, we will try... We've just gotten to the point now where I'll be like, hey, and he's like, I can't talk to you right now. And I'm like, see you later. I like won't even say goodbye or he'll come in and I'm like, I need you to not touch me. I need you because he'll be like, hi, and like go to give me a hug. And I'm like, do not don't touch me. Get out. I like it feels like he's like clawing the walls. I tell him go for a walk. I know exactly. That's all you gotta do. Get out, and then he shuts the door. And the way he shuts the door is irritating because he shuts it with like attitude. And I'm like, don't even fuck it. (laughs) You don't know. You want to go? I'll blow the doors off the hinges. Right. But then at the end of the day, we don't care. There's no like, we don't hold it. It's just like work mode. Yeah. Vanessa Gritton and Kevin Anderson both live work from home. Yes. And they have a little uh, lamps on their work. That's what Kevin said. That they turn on to indicate that they're working and they don't want to be disturbed. Oh, perfect. And I think that's, and they're like cute lamps. So like one of them's yeah. like a little cactus, I think, and the other one's like, it looks like uh, pieces to like Tetris or something. Totally. The yeah. Tetris one is Kevin's and the cactus, yeah, but I, I knew so. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, we <laughs> talked about that actually. And I had talked to Joe McAdam um, and his wife used to work from home together. He's a Chicago comic. Um, and he said that they had a hat that like any time they had a hat on, that would indicate <laughs> that they were working. And so Nick and I, we were like, we should try that. And instead of doing that, like at first we started it as like a joke. But then because it gets so tense, he would come in and I'd be like, I have my hat on. And I would not have a hat on, but I would just be like, my hat's on. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Hey, fair enough. <laughs> You're like, it's spiritually on. Why can't you see it? I was it? like, assume the hat is on. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's so My spiritual funny. hat hair is happening. Exactly. Yeah. I just bought a little Himalayan salt lamp. And I think if I get that work from home job, everyone out there pray for that. I'm exhausted. I um, am here for you on that. <laughs> Sending all of the vibes in the world. It's a lot of disarming landmines that you can see in the future. Yeah. I know if my wife doesn't get her coffee in the morning, her whole day get, becomes unraveled. Oh, yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. So the coffee Murder. is ready to go at 6 a.m. You make her coffee at 6 a.m.? It's very I sweet. I don't wake up. I'm not... I'm not an idiot. I, I'm just kidding. Oh, you set the, you <laughs> yeah, set yeah, the timer. Set it, I'm kidding. Oh, but yeah, yeah. still, you set the timer? Yeah, when I get home from shows and mics or whatever, I set the... I, I load the coffee, I pour the water, and I set it. So, boom, in the morning, it's ready to go. She's out the door. She's got her lunch or her shake. I'll make both, all three sometimes. And that right there, it, just little things like that. That's some Ali Wong shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very sweet. Actually, Lillian Tu's feng shui. Oh, my God. <laughs> we believe in feng shui in our household and everything we do. It's all about the flow. Keep it moving forward. I don't have to sidestep. I don't have to do anything. We, it's always moving forward. I love that. And I start with making my bed in the mornings. That helps me realize, oh, I accomplished some little tiny you know, thing. 
today, but hey, she comes home, she sees a made bed, made clean bed, clean head. You know, yeah. little things like that. So I'm sure I'm sure if you implement those little things, and Stuart's a really clean guy, I can tell. No. So, no? Toenail graveyard, man. We found oh, a toenail yes. graveyard. Hilarious. Explain the toenail graveyard. There was just like an, an a, like a pile of like a couple years worth of toenails. <laughs> That's like in one place. Like, like he just never thought that that end table would move. And then he also has like a lot of papers everywhere. So this is not my first like smart guy rodeo. He mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. smart guys are cluttery because they're mm-hmm. thinking of like, He's thinking of like ancient forgotten languages and shit mm-hmm. like that. Totally. So, yeah, yeah. No, we're my boyfriend and I, we were both like creatives or whatever. So we're super um we're just yeah, we're super cluttered. We also while we both have attachments to different kinds of things. So like Ooh. I have boxes of stuff from my childhood that if I part with, I will pan like I have it ready to go in case of a fire. <laughs> I did that for years and my last therapist was like get rid of all of it yeah exactly and I have like one last thing I gotta part with totally but Nick will keep fucking picture frames from high school that were in his house growing up in the closet even though we have no room for them and I'm like you have to get rid of this there's no way and he's like no no what if you hung him up I wouldn't do that to myself. <laughs> and I just want it. I want it. I would rather them exist in the closet when they shouldn't exist than be up on the wall and me have to look at them. I have. I love that. <laughs> Stuart has a little half bath that's going to be all of because we have like framed accomplishments from our comedy careers and stuff. And one of, both, we both have like our first like paid gigs in a frame. And his has like a young headshot of Sam Tripoli on it in a suit just staring at you. <laughs> oh so you'll like be taking a shit and like his Sam eyes Tripoli follow you everywhere. Just following you around. Tells you about Infowars. It's like too much. So I'm just deciding that like all of the ugly things that are hung up are going to all go in that half bath. So it can all look at you while you poop. I love it. I love and prevent, it. And prevent you from pooping. And maybe, maybe. I mean, who hasn't taken a shit looking at whoever comic, any comic? I like to look at my enemies on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we can gamble. So you hate day. shit them? <laughs> I love that. I'm just like, I'm I like sti- to look at my nemeses and just like stare at them while I'm taking a shit. See, I can't power move. do that anymore. I'm becoming less and less involved with social media because I realized it was making me sick. Yeah, I believe oh, yeah. that. It, like, it was making me insane. And like my surrender was I just took everything off my phone mm. and now I've reintroduced Instagram. Yeah. It gives you bad posture. That, that's good that you clean the slate yeah. on it and you reintroduce. I do that with a lot of podcasts. I'll just delete entire podcasts yeah. that I listen to and then just reintroduce myself after I've gone down the rabbit hole too far. And, like, and I'm just like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Let me let me re-subscribe. And then it just cleans out all those like dead episodes. I feel like that's what happens in my head too. I'm just too much junk and I just have to escape it for a while. And then I re-subscribe to things in my I life. Love it. Hmm. I love it. That being said, those are all surrender experiences. This leads into it. I so respect you in your program and also how open you are about... I I realized I used to try to pretend I was perfect in my like first few years of recovery. Yeah. And I realized we're kind of like, we both have a similar amount of time. We're both in that place where like, shit, I ain't perfect. I'm going to, I'm going to hate poop you on Instagram. Yeah, exactly. Like it just, (laughs) it just happens. Sometimes it's like mitigating at this point. Totally. Like like just managing it. Totally. (laughs) So how do you experience surrender in your life? Um, 
I mean, I have to do it regularly. And at this point, I kind of like it. Like I was talking to somebody about it the other day and it's just like, I don't like to do things if I don't see a point in doing them. Mm -hmm. And that was like an initial hurdle of getting sober Mm -hmm. was like being like, okay, but what is the point? Like, how does this, I want like logic, which is funny because I'm not emotionally logical, but like, Mm. I do want like an A plus B equals C. I want to know what's going to happen, right? Right. So I want, and if I don't know what's going to happen, I lose interest very quickly. So the thing is, is like, if I did not have to constantly work on myself or actively surrender, if I like never wanted to drink, if I never wanted to do drugs, I don't know what the point of staying sober would be. Right. Like if that, if everything was perfect and I was the ideal version of myself, then why would I do any work? Right. That's the way I think about it. So it's like, I kind of welcome the opportunities where I can be like, you're making this conscious decision to not go in that direction, to like step back, let go. This is not for you. Very scary. Terrifying. Because when you go into sobriety, you're promised like a an entirely you're an entirely whole new life. Yeah. And you're like, I like I like the life I have, kind of. But what do you mean, let go of all this? And I was promised an incredible life, and like things will come true. And I'm like, yeah, I guess. All right. Yeah. And I just did the steps and. Slowly but surely, I started crossing more things off my list. And I was like, oh, my God, my things are actually happening. Totally. But then even if not that, I've heard people in the room say, like, I just don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen. Like, the fact that you haven't burned down someone's house is incredible, you know? Yeah, like, the idea of a spiritual experience was is like was directly connected i don't want to get like too step heavy but yeah, like you should. yeah sure. i don't get know into yeah, okay get, get into it like i've got one in the chamber right now that's okay. in listeners. I, just, I don't know Crazy. how specifically <laughs> step heavy we are here yeah but i go to a step study and yes. i'm just gonna say step no study. i that i mean for me like i automatically correlate the third step to um to like letting go and 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 like truly like having to consciously make that decision like that i mean i know that's like essentially the third step but like that that for me like that's the hardest thing like letting things go and just like trusting it's gonna be fine and um yeah that's the one where it's like well what the fuck oh spiritual experience that's what i was saying i think spiritual experiences are directly connected to the third step because Mm. I, again, I will not, I have a very difficult time doing something that I don't know how to do and doing something that I don't know the result to. So like the idea of being like, oh, why don't you let go? And everything we do in entertainment is, is we can't, if we rely, if we, faith based. Yeah. Yeah. If we rely on the results, we'll kill ourselves. Right. I'm like, you're fucking bananas. There's no way that I'm going to do that. But what happens is when I do that, and I'm patient and I trust regardless of how like pain, like how everything in my body is like, nope, I'm right. I'm right. And, and it ends up working out the way it's supposed to. That's like, for me, those like little things are like, that's like what essentially for me is like a spiritual experience, which then ultimately anytime I'm like, you need to let go of this. I have all of these examples like in 
my arsenal of like different situations where I did that and things actually improved. Wow. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I no. love that. <laughs> I love that. I, I'm, I, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm raised in a culture of uh, if you want something done right, you got to do it yourself. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All day, every day. We're like, no, I, I'm just going to do it myself. Get it done. And then this whole program is like, no. No, we and can't I'm like, do it alone. Oh. I was like, what do you mean? I can do everything. I can do it all. I can do it all. Give it to me now. Give me yeah. the task assignment. And the next thing you know, you break down and then you, 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 you fail. You fall short. And then you just want things to um, to work out despite all that. And when it doesn't, you become bitter and resentful. Yeah. I right. did everything. I did everything. Well, you kind of like half-assed all of it. Yeah. Well, not just that. We, we are, connection is a byproduct of helping and mm-hmm. asking for help. We can't help other people without the ability to ask for help. If we're doing that, mm-hmm. we're doing it from a place of defects mm-hmm. and like in judgment. And mm-hmm. that's, I think, the hardest thing to do is ask for help. Like it's mm-hmm. a spiritual experience to ask for help when you really fucking need it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I also am one of my things and I talk about it on stage a lot. I love being right. That was like another huge hurdle. (laughs) I love being right. And I believe that I like built up a lot of like stories of like growing up where like I knew it. I knew it. Oh yeah. Told you so. And like, yeah. And like, so that was like such a power thing for me. And it still is obviously incredibly unhelpful in relationships. Um, But... I'm like big on being right. And so like challenging that, like just having to be like, maybe I don't know when I fucking, I'm sure I'm right. I'm sure I'm right. (laughs) Bet the whole farm. Yeah, I was like, and even if I am, I have to be able to say I don't know. And like that is like the only thing where I see, but I fucking, I really think that I, even when I fuck up, I'm like, I meant to do it. I knew what was going to happen and I did it and it was my problem. Like, it's so twisted. I have control over all I of I was this. correct. I was correct in that I would fail. Well, with that in mind, what is your uh, like, over here. most right. insane experience either in or out of recovery? Oh, fuck. Insane experience. I mean, I really did. I had a lot of insane experiences, I think, when I was drinking and using. But I think it was actually more insane when I got sober because my first year was so much still acting out. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I wasn't drunk or high in those situations, I think, made them extra insane mm-hmm. like i uh i got sober when i was 15 and then wow. when i was i know and when i was i turned 16 um shortly after right around when i turned 16 i met this guy in the rooms who was on parole and he was 25 and he lived in a trailer with his mom. Ooh. And I was like, I'm going to get it. I'm going <laughs> to get it. All, and, all the makings of a country song. Yeah. And I started. And so I like started, you know, I'm going to say, quote unquote, seeing each other, which was like just so, it was like in, now that I think about it, it was full insanity, like having what I thought were like romantic moments in his pickup truck 
of like him being like, it's not right. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I did that too. I got in a 13 step relationship yeah. and it was dramatic. Like, like that. what telenovela? Yeah. Like no. just the idea of a 25 year old right. sitting with a 15 year old and Blah. going like, Whoa. I really want to kiss you, but I know I shouldn't. And it's like, no, you should not. You know what I mean? But also me being like, what a fantasy, what a dream, like what a big dummy. And just like engaging in that against being advised against it, getting into like, you know, and a completely more like almost more dysfunctional environment than I was. I mean, like when I stopped drinking, I was like full alone. Like nobody wanted to fuck with me. Mm -hmm. So I was just like real by myself. But now I was just like sticking my hands in everything. And that's what made it crazy. Cause I was just like, I like was also talking to his friend, uh, my friend who was 16 and pregnant, started talking to the guy I was seeing. He eventually got her pregnant. Oh no. Before we ended things. Like it was such a white trash story. And like, I, uh, I remember, uh, I remember making an amends to the girl who slept with him, who, who got, who he got pregnant and I, that was like, I'm never, I did it on the, I did a bad one. I shouldn't have done it the way I did it. I did it. I saw her and I was like, I'm going to murder her. So I was like, I want you to know that I'm sorry for my part. And then I like ran away. Cause I was like, I, I can <laughs> never see you again. There's no way I'm sitting you down. You're like, this um, is the best I can yeah, do. I was like, there's no fucking chance that I will ever try to see you again. Um, no, so like that, I was involved in that for like six months. For like wow. six months of back and forth, it was like slightly abusive. Like it was, you know, there was just so much in there that I was like deeply, it was like he was like crazy jealous and angry. I didn't know what he went to jail with for. for. I was lying to my parents. Yeah. I was in high school. Uh, just yeah. that's probably what he went to jail for. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> right. Now you think about, and that was like the first of like several situations where I was just like, why am I here though? And it yeah. was like, shit, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't yeah. be in this situation. Mm. Well, with that in mind, how do you make decisions in your recovery? Ugh. I mean, I try really hard to put space between decisions I'm not a great decision maker and part of my indecisiveness which has led me to Al-Anon which has opened me up to a whole new world of problems Um, (laughs) going so far in the other direction of impulsiveness right no I just try to put space yeah like I I try to put space and and like I've never been in a situation where Waiting an hour has been detrimental. Even if it's something stupid, I'll panic if I get asked to do a show last minute, oh. and like, I'll, and like, it doesn't go with my plan. Yeah, and um, and I have to like sit and be like, okay, just wait a second, and then respond. And even if I respond, and they're like, we already got someone for the show, it's like. That's what I fucking needed to do. I yeah. just needed to like, that yeah. was what I needed for me. Yeah. If I will never be on that show again, I will never be on that show yeah. again. Yeah. You know, yeah. it like is what it is and not in a rude way. Yeah. But it's just like, 
you do not have to like make a snap decision. Right, right. So, yeah. I mean, I don't always follow that for sure, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've quadruple booked myself in one night just because I'm very impulsive. Oh, to- <laughs> totally. I overbook myself. Part yeah. of it is I overbook myself so drastically that I am constantly in like a state of crisis. <laughs> I, yo, that is so where I'm at right now. And mm-hmm. I finally, I like, get it. I'm surrendering. I'm like, you yeah. know what? That's why I'm trying to get that job. Anna, you're the poster child for overbooking <gasps> yourself. Oh I believe God. it. And it's not, it's like, it just teeters on productive. Like we get it. You have a Prius and you can drive in the carpool late. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it barely teeters on productive. It's uh-huh. just like, at this point, like it's becoming spiritually because I can't, take enough time for myself to take care of myself and so the real question is like what am i avoiding why am i why am i over why am i overproducing and it's usually because when i slow down the raging fear and anxiety comes out yeah (laughs) i get that yeah I think it's interesting. And it doesn't get any better on the back burner. No. And yeah. you know what? The thing about raging fear and anxiety is the disease is so fast. It can keep up with my schedule. Absolutely. So I'll be just be living my life and it'll just be like, hey, how's it going? You want to yeah. feel like you're not doing enough? I'm like, hi, I can't yeah. possibly do anymore. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Totally. If I and that's like a, I try to like look at things big picture wise because it's like I I take I've been like diagnosed. I was diagnosed with depression when I was super young. Right. And like developed anxiety later on, like clinical anxiety How young or we talking whatever for the, the fuck that is. I was like eight. How do they but know I, an eight-year-old has depression? I was also like, I don't know if it, maybe it was a little bit older than you. I was like 11, but like I also had like traumatic. I had a childhood yeah. like sexual and abuse trauma. So like there was like danger zone initially i was also probably over therapy i whatever i was like over therapized i don't that'll do it yeah so you know but i was like deeply i mean i was just like really fucking alone sad tried to commit suicide like just really so you know i've been on like medication on and off for years and on it for a while and i was diagnosed with anxiety at some point, but like one of the things that made me have to like actually pay attention in recovery to not overbooking myself as much is that like I started having panic attacks. Like I started having like bananas anxiety. Like I remember driving to a show. It like sometimes it would like manifest in like stage fright. So like I would have shows and I never got that. And I remember driving to a show in the valley and just screaming in my car as loud as I could, just like trying to stop, like slow down, just being like, just stop, stop. And it was fine, but it would be like, it'd be moments like that. Or then I would just like fully lose my mind. Mm -hmm. Like, and I'd be like, oh, that's what this is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like my body was like, stop. Yeah. (laughs) Knock it off. Yeah. Sames. Yeah. Sames. I've pulled in. I remember um, I pulled in after a show one night and I had a, I was sitting in my driveway and I had a panic attack so bad I couldn't talk. So I just Mm. started texting my friends. Yeah. And I just got like a call right away. Like somebody was just like, how's it going? And I was like, I love that. And I'm like, I'm having such a panic attack. And it was like, you know, sometimes. It, that's I I totally get it I totally go there and yeah. I'm really surrendered to like right now I'm 
going through this like dialectic behavioral therapy, which is mm. like, it's like Jesus. a more meditative version of CBT, which is cognitive behavioral. Yeah. So it's more meditation and uh, anxiety reduction techniques to deal with generalized anxiety. Cause I, I was, I went to therapy for the first time and I didn't know I, I knew I probably had depression or some shit, but I didn't know until they read because it was a state agency. They were, had to mm. read my my file to me, and they were like generalized anxiety disorder with um, prolonged bereavement. And I was like, oh, damn! And that really kind of clicked because it was like because the anxiety will you know make you go up and down and up and down. And when you're an addict, you're like, I don't know what this is. This is spiritual. Is this chemical? Where is this coming from? What are we doing? It's so hard to mm-hmm. find a baseline. Like the thing that I'm grateful for that's like always been like what I go by is like I can't like my recovery is my baseline so it's like if I'm not covering the bases there I will have there there, it's all variable yeah there's like no way of knowing but if I'm like able to like be stable and do what I need to do in my recovery then I can be like okay well you're still flying off the handle (laughs) like you're still actually destructive so so now address back to home base yeah like now now that you have the control in place how much time time you have in recovery I have 15 years 15 it was just crazy when's your birthday July 23rd. Okay. What about you? You have like 16, right? I'm I'm 15 going on 16. You're 15, yeah. I will November 18th. Shit. Yeah, it's coming coming around the corner. What about you? Uh, September 11th. It'll be two years. It is September 11th. It's your birthday right now? Wait, is today the 11th? Yes. Oh. Oh my god! I feel, oh, I feel okay. like such a happy birthday. Wait, really? Oh yeah, my god! Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I had what? a cake to give you. No, no. Shut we, up. We're doing the podcast. I didn't. Damn! Uh, it is September 11th. How do I not know what? that? I have a, a, sh- have have a 9/11 years. show. Yeah. I Shut have two up! Years that's today. amazing. Congratulations! How funny, you fucking dummy! <laughs> <laughs> Did you take a a chip today? No. Not okay, yet. you gotta go take one this week. It's not for you, one. it's for the newcomer. I think I had a comedian. I've been getting on him about going to more meetings. Nice. <laughs> I had a comedian describe myself perfectly. He's like, Alex, you strike me as the type that would walk into a restaurant and not realize he owns it. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, fair. I love that you so you were just like fair. September yeah. 11th, all of, and I was like, it's for sure September 11th. Okay. <laughs> He doesn't know what day it is. Have you been on the internet at all today? (laughs) I know. I've seen it all. And I just, it it barely clicked right now. This is crazy. That's so dope though. Congrats. (laughs) Yeah. So two two years of uh, sobriety. My life. I have, I was, I've been blessed with the life that I was promised. And yeah, yeah, that's true. You've had a big, you've had a big year. Yeah. It's been an incredible one. That's awesome. That's incredible. I'm so happy for you. That's so great. Oh, well, how fun. That's what I know, like. celebration. I um I was I'm not going to sing to you though. I, no. I had a sugar wafer earlier so Yeah, I, you did. You had like a cake. protein Ooh. sugar wafer. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I have to tell you where Trader Joe's. we never did cakes anywhere else that I've been sober. Mm-hmm. We, when I moved to Southern California, I was like, what a waste of money. And all of you have diabetes. Stop eating the cake. <laughs> well, I, at my at the meetings I go to, we don't even have a real cake. We just have like this like glitter bomb thing. And a I'm like, glitter you, bomb. it's like a glitter. I go to gay meetings. And oh, okay. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> 
Um, but I, uh, <laughs> it's just my fear. It's just like the first group that I like really connected with at 7.30 a.m. So I never have to worry about like missing a show or anything like that. God, you get so, up so early for your recovery. It's, Jesus it's Christ. It's actually like so great and so worth it. And you do not even have to be awake. And but like they have like this like I mean we got a new one recently, but it's like a three tier fake cake and it's just all glitter hilarious yeah so it's like i'm also like well what the fuck it's you should have a real cake but i suppose at like 7 30 is really. it just like a a, we, a design that's been covered yeah. with cake like i've a, seen like this before it's, it's like a, a prop fake cake it's yeah a prop it's a prop cake, cake. yeah it's a prop cake i've yeah. seen that before and i've also seen um because where i come from they do like one cake meeting to celebrate all the birthdays once a month <laughs> That's what we did. We're in New Jersey, and everyone passes around their key tag, and we all try to like put our good vibes in it. Yeah, that's it's San Luis Obispo as fuck. Oh, I love yeah. that. We used to get like the real metal coins. Yes, that's how we do it. We do that. Yeah. That meeting does the real metal coins, and you do the like you pray into it. Yes, for everybody. Totally. So sweet. We would do. Yeah, we would do that like the monthly birthdays, but we didn't call them birthdays. We called them anniversaries. That was like a huge. It like really bugged me. Yeah, for a while, and then I was like, fine, it's fucking birthday yeah it's so silly when you move in recovery that's like a whole other thing when you're like you guys do it wrong and yeah. then you're like no it's just different but there are some meetings that legit do it wrong uh, that's true <laughs> the traditions exist for a reason there are like real meetings that do it wrong happy to talk about it I, for real. name names Lindsay I, log cabin okay oh girl bruh, bruh, shots I, fired. girl I used to work oh, I used to work in treatment some I I, I I agree. Yeah. Um, you know how they start new meetings, right? You just have a resentment and a coffee pot. Yeah. Pacific group. Sorry. I'm just going. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love how real you keep it. Oh, I love it. I <laughs> Where that diss track at though. What is, I the- would make a Pacific group diss track. <laughs> I'd roast Pacific group if I could. I, I know. Right. Like, Clap back, you don't know group. what that is, do you? No. Oh, for oh, the love you gotta of go just because it's like a, it's an event. To, it's, it's a people watching thing. It's oh. a fellowship within the fellowship, and so mm. the same way that Acupaw kind of is too. And um, so it's like a like a subdivision of AA, and it has its own um, culture, and it centers around this guy who started the Midnight Mission, and. Um, uh, in downtown named Clancy and it's sort of a cult of personality. That's my opinion. Yeah, it's you got clean Pacific, People well, line like, up to thank Clancy at the meeting. Oh, that's a bit much. They like yeah. do his yard work. Yes, that's okay. like part of doing service. Also, he's like a like a televangelist of AA. Yes, and you got to wear a suit if you're service at the meetings and they have every weekend they have a softball game for the men and what do the girls play? Volleyball? I have no idea, but everyone you also, wears skirts. You can't just it's get weird. a service commitment. It has you have to like go to a certain number of meetings, like those meetings yeah. and like got to pay your dues. Yeah, yeah, it's like a whole thing and it's just like, okay, well, I don't uh, you've our guy you guys are fucking bananas like That's i don't right. understand doesn't that fall under exploitation it's, it falls yeah. under breaking all the traditions all the traditions actually we could we could have a whole traditions i, cast I could literally yeah. yeah i could literally talk about yeah. the traditions stop that. abusing addicts that's when i get rubbed the wrong way when i see people abusing addicts and they're just trying their best 
I yeah. Mean, he takes yeah. A, people that take advantage of people. That's when I have a big problem. The crazy thing is people get sober there and they stay sober there. Yeah. And it's, so it's a thing I where guess, it's yeah, like. It gives them something to believe in, right? It's sort okay. of like orthodox AA. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I hate it, yeah. but I'm also not going to tell you exactly. if that works for you. It's like yeah. fine. If smart recovery, yeah. I don't care what works for have you. Have you ever been to a smart recovery meeting? I haven't. Do and you, I just don't think it's, I mean, there's so many things that I don't think are for me. Fucking mm-hmm. bonkers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I respect, like, if you want to quit heroin, <laughs> you want to quit heroin and smoke CBD vape, <laughs> do it. Like, that's not my business. If that works for you, I truly hope it yeah. does. Yeah. It's just for sure not for me. I don't think everybody needs to, like, be in a 12-step program um, because I just have to assume that I don't know that. Yeah. But... Objectively. But objectively. Is, yeah. Yeah. If you're going to do the program, do the program. Yeah. Don't yeah, like yeah, try yeah, to yeah, make yeah, it yeah. up. You know, I, I love that. Oh no, my God. T- one of these days, come back and we're going to have a full on traditions cast. I hope so. We'll do I love the traditions because I, I, I used to get, I was, before comedy, I'm an upset. I'm a beautiful obsessive. That's what I figured out. I fall in love with things. I learned everything about them, and I got Aww. I got ass deep in service. And like, I hear you. On so that. yeah, that's like a whole thing. I I have real passion for the traditions, but that's me. We're talking about you. Oh yeah, sorry. What is the most interesting? You know, you don't have to apologize. <laughs> I'm apologizing. I love it. Oh, what uh, what's the most interesting thing you've learned about yourself so far? Oh fuck. Uh, probably that I'm not that interesting. Uh, <laughs> I'm interesting, but I'm not special. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't think I'm that, I don't think I'm as ever, I'll never be as fascinating and unique as I feel. And I, now I love that. Because you got clean young was part of, okay, wait, did you have like a whole fantasy of being kind of like Claire Danes in my so-called life? Like you wanted to be this like infinitely kind of like cool and interesting teen human? Um, You know, yes and no. I ha- I mean, I was such a fucking psychopath. Like it's really, I I had lots of different ideas of what I wanted to be. I wanted to be you know, the poster child for uh, getting sober. I wanted to prove to everybody that I was drastically different from who I was however long ago. Uh, I wanted to be, I wanted to prove that I was smart, but then I also wanted to like prove that I was cool enough. Like I had so many, I just wanted to prove a lot. And I like really, I felt like I needed to justify a lot of who I was. Yeah. And a lot of that came from feeling like who I was was either different or not able to be loved or not understandable. And like the truth is, is like, you know, I a lot of that is not, most of that is not true. I right. would say arguably all of that's not true. And so now it's exciting because it's like as a comedian and like writing and creating stuff, it's like, well, this is great because I can just, you know, people can relate. Now I can connect. Yeah. Because like I'm not that different. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, what I have to work with is other people have been through. So, yeah. you know, great. Every, every problem in the world has been solved. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's just like, cool. All right. I'm not that interesting. My therapist is really great about keeping me on track with that. (laughs) (laughs) I love a good therapist. Yeah, that is the most interesting thing, I think. And, and, you know, yeah, because I still think that I am broken a lot of the time. Like, I still think that 
I operate under this idea that I'm broken and not fixable and not lovable and not enough. And I walk around with that mentality and you know, and and that's not necessarily true at all. But I think like one of the things that I've learned is that like that doesn't just go away. Like yeah. the consciousness of that I feel that way and yeah. that it's not true is what comes in. Yeah. And that does make a difference. But I the expectation that I was gonna feel like a, a different person that like has never had a problem is not reality the spiritual mm-hmm. finish line doesn't exist totally yeah i really thought that i was gonna be like like i was gonna be like a fucking nailed it person like i yes. was like got it yeah. on all, top of the game all done <laughs> totally serene for the rest of my life yeah, that was, yeah. like i that, and that's so yeah it's just not it's not that exciting it's not that interesting i meet people more especially in la i meet people more interesting than me every single day True. So mm-hmm. it's just like a fine, fine, fine. <laughs> That's why I stopped saying on, I'm working on. I didn't. I don't do it in my shares anymore, and I didn't do it in my recovery. And then I started doing stand up, and this whole like I'm dead inside, I'm broken, like all these things that are wrong, and I'm trying to get away from the language of that. Yeah, of a lack of worthiness on stage. You know, yeah. just like let's celebrate how weird I am, and yeah, let's yeah. we're celebrating it because you're as weird as I am, mm-hmm. as opposed to like. This is what's wrong with me. And I'm like, every time a comic says, but I'm dead inside, I a little bit go like, that's a very boring thing to say. Hack. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's just boring. It is. Like, it's it is like there's it's something not tr- that powers everybody. Yeah, it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we get, we get it. We all think we're broken. We're all yeah. very sad. Wow, you're so edgy. Yeah. And we're all either very sad or very delusional. You know? Or like both. Yeah, exactly. So it's just like, no, I agree with you. Yeah. I think it's like it's it's better to be like okay the truest version of myself is very imperfect but also i you know on a path but i'm not you know you don't need to fix something immediately that's not reality yeah that's where the humor lies true yeah wallow in that shit baby (laughs) (laughs) soak it up what would you say your level of honesty is in your life Oh man, it varies. That's a tough one. I find myself, especially over the last year, lying about stupid stuff. Um, <laughs> lying about dumb yeah. things. Like going back to that, I used to lie about everything. Like when I was first getting sober, I just remember specifically, and like my first sponsor always reminds me of this because it's just like the most stupid thing. I was standing outside of a meeting and someone mentioned a restaurant in town and I just go, oh my God, I fucking hate that place. I fucking hate it. Had you ever been to it? Never. <laughs> Never. And so, but this, uh, it gets better because the guy that I was standing next to, he goes, really? My parents own that place. <gasps> he goes, what didn't you like about it? Oh, and I was no. like, you know, I don't know. I just had the soup. So it like wasn't like a lot, but like I just had a bad experience. And maybe it was like individual for me, but like I just, I had, I was really like, I had a bad waiter. I like could not get myself out of it. And my sponsor just stood there and she was like, "Mm." and then we like, that was for sure. Yeah. I would lie like that. I would just lie about dumb stuff. And I, I think I go back and forth. I think I, 
I sometimes lie. It's interesting because my boyfriend who's normal is like, he, he will not make, I get scared when he says stuff to other people because he is not one to even make like white lies. Like he won't even do a, I feel sick. I can't come to work. He will just say, I need to take a day off. And if they don't like it, they can suck his what dick. What a powerful person. Yeah. And I, oh, I, I, I mean, love it. it makes and he's me, a normie? It makes wow. me so nervous. It makes me so nervous when he just cancels plans because he says he doesn't want to. Like, he just, like, it's, it drives, it's, like, it makes me so anxious to know that he's doing that. And I'm, like, just say that you're sorry. And he's, like, I'm not sorry. Wow. And I'm, like, yeah. what the fuck? So, like, I. That's hot. Ooh. I know. I'm, like, <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I lie about, I lie about stupid stuff. But I try, I also try to be, I try to be as honest as possible when I, um, when I can be. I'm more honest about my feelings about stuff. Yeah. I'm way more honest about, you know, if there is an opinion of some sort and everybody's kind of going along with it, I am happy to be honest with myself. But I always try to be honest with the caveat of trying to not be harmful to other people, which is difficult in comedy. Because yeah. when you get like that hot shit garbage tape and you're yeah. like, Ugh. well, I kind of also I like have to separate like on stage. I don't ever want to be outwardly damaging, but I censor myself way less. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I definitely will say more honest things in a more brash way than yeah. I would to someone's face. Yeah. But yeah, fuck honesty. I mean, I definitely this year have lied more for sure. Interesting. Why do yeah. you think that is? I think I'm just, it's, I get so scared. I think it's, it's fear, but it's also, it's that, um, it's slipping into that space where you're kind of, you got blinders on and like you're fucking shit up. Like, you know, it's like, you know, this like mentality where you could be fucking shit up all around you, but you're like, just keep going, just keep going, just keep going. Yeah. So it's like that kind of a thing where you're like, drop a lie, keep going. Like, <laughs> just keep a pushing. <laughs> like, there have been like a couple situations this year where I've been like, I have no business being in this weird lie circle of wow. like things where I've like, I've been like, I've lied about something and then I've told a friend to lie to cover Ooh. it up. I got and the then same I, thing a couple like yeah. a year or so, two about two years ago. Yeah, yeah, and I've been like, okay, so, and then I've ye- I've gotten mad at a friend who didn't yeah. follow the lie, mm-hmm. and like woven all of this together, and then have to, and it was over the fucking stupidest shit, yeah. like the dumbest stuff. So I was just like, I don't fucking know. That's sounds like your disease is getting some W's in there. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe maybe this next question, like, what is the well how do you first off deal with fear and anxiety i eat no i'm just kidding only sometimes (laughs) um no i um fear and anxiety i don't know i'm still working on it to be Mm. honest like fear and anxiety i have a lot of self-talk that i try to subscribe to um and circling back to like what i've seen as truth in the past you know, how does anxiety help me is one of the things. Like somebody once suggested that like try putting everything in the frame of is this helpful? 
Right. Or how is this helpful? Yeah. So it's like, how is anxiety helpful? Does it help me? Does it motivate me? Sometimes I believe it does, but if I test that theory, it's not true. Yeah. Like that's not what's actually motivating me. Yeah. And fear, sometimes, sometimes with fear and anxiety, also like, the best thing I can do is just like sit, sit out for a sec. Mm -hmm. Like there are situations I talk about with like comics all the time where it's like, I don't want to go somewhere that I feel like I should go to hang out and be seen because it makes me anxious and I don't, I'm like uncomfortable. I get, I get into, I turn into like a feral animal. Me too. Like my hang is kind of, I've not hung out as much in the last year. I'm like, yeah, it, seem, it seems foreign to me. Like, what is the purpose of this? Yeah, I mean, when I'm in it, I'm in it. I'm mm-hmm. having the best time. Oh, yeah. Extrovert. Love people. Totally yeah. love it. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in a space where I'm uncomfortable, I feel like a like a, a scared, like, raccoon that you just caught in a trash can. Mm-hmm. That you're, like, that's just like, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know. And I, like, have very weird reactions to people that I overthink that I'm sure nobody gives a fuck about. Yeah. But some, but I'll literally just stare at someone and be like, great. Got to get out of here for sure. And then li- walk two feet, walk two feet away to the next person. Yeah, like I don't, and I, it's so dumb and, and then nobody cares. But, um, so sometimes I have to be like, look, like, yeah, you know, re- realistically, we all need to hang out. We all need to like see yeah. each other. And and it's great rem- when you do it before you leave the house. You're like, I have nothing to say to totally. you people. Yeah, totally. But sometimes I could be I watching do- the Great British Baking Show right now. Yeah. Why am I leaving? Sometimes <laughs> I do need to sit it out, though. It's like if I'm not going to be able to bring the best version of myself. And if I, I like, I've got to, if I, if I really am like honest with myself and it's like, you're not going to, you're going to be more harmful than helpful, then mm-hmm. sit it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get your shit together. I'll do stupid shit. Like I was hanging out the other night and then I had to ask, uh, Carmen, mm-hmm. like I was like, Hey, I don't know what I should do. Should I like hang out? I'm not signed up for anything. I already did my spot. Uh, I feel like I should hang out instead of like going to work. And she goes, what the hell are you doing, you big dummy? Yeah. Or go pay some bills. What are you doing? Yeah. Like, this is that not. That is the Carmen Morales answer. Get the fuck out of here. What's wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. So I went and worked and uh, drove a couple hours and made some good cash. Like just yeah. that night more than I usually do. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. You know what? I don't have to. Uh, once I clock in, I do my thing. I can. I'm allowed to clock out. I don't yeah. have to stay in here. I was like, no, I feel like I need to be here. And I feel like I need to do this and that. And I'm like, no, sometimes I can, I'm allowed to leave, which is one thing that we don't allow ourselves to do a lot sometimes. No. Or we leave too long. Yeah. When, when I know I'm going to feel that way, I have this little pen I'll sometimes put on my lapel that says, I don't know you nothing. Oh. <laughs> and it, it's like a nice little like reminder. Like, you don't owe anybody anything. You That's go nice. home. Yeah. I like try to nice. do like the breathe in faith, breathe out fear yes. thing too. And it's like, what would it look, what would like my decision making process look like if I was making it from a place of faith versus fear? Yeah. And it's like, sometimes it's like, if I'm look, if I'm going out in a place of faith, it's like you're gonna go out, you're gonna do your set, you're gonna be like focused in that, yeah. you're gonna see people you like, and you're gonna go home. And sometimes it's it's different, yeah. like it's just different actions. Yeah, but everything fear based fucks me up. Yeah, and I generally live fear based. 
<laughs> Love it. Um, we okay. So I'm gonna power through these next. Questions. Okay, okay. Sorry, no, I've been answering no, so no, like no, no, no. so long. We what, no, Alex and I are talking too much. You're fine. We want to hear. We listen to ourselves all the time. We want to hear you. Okay. okay. Um, what is um, what is the character defect you would like to change the most in your life? I think the one that the one that I struggle with the most is I don't know what like the right maybe like the dishonesty and manipulation <laughs> yeah I, th- I think like I think the manipulation is like a huge one it's like the the be the, the fear like it, that all it's all coming from fear like yeah. the that as like a huge defect is it always comes back to that because yeah. like I can regain my honesty and like I know the work to do right. for that but like when I'm in fear all the other defects come back right. like I get gossipy I get you know mean I get defensive um I get protective, self-centered, selfish, um, paranoid. I believe stories that aren't true. Like, yeah. you know, I, I try to control things. So that that's all like, it's just like 100% fear. That's like the worst for me, I think. Yeah. yeah. What is your experience of forgiveness? Oh, shit. I know. I was like, let's power through these very deep questions. No, I mean, I think forgiveness has been like a really huge thing because resentments were really important to me when for a long time in my life. Like that really like drove a lot of who I was. And, um, you know, learning what how deep a resentment is. And like, you know, for me, I think like forgiveness, I've been able to see that it is actual freedom. I mean, obviously the fourth step really helps with that Yeah. because it just, I mean, on the basis of, I don't like, it makes me mad even now when someone's like, you forgive someone so that you can move on and you tell them that you forgive them. And like, that's great if that helps you. That pisses me off though. Like not everybody needs to know that I forgive them. You know (laughs) what I mean? Wait, what did I do? (laughs) Yeah, like not everybody, like I think about like, um, I think about like my abuser when I was a kid, for example. And I did a fourth step on her and I'm glad that I did because I'm glad that I'm able to take responsibility for what, and it's not even taking responsibility for what I did wrong, but it's figuring out what I can do. Right. And what I can do is have empathy. Right. And what I can do is validate my feelings, but also move on. Like I can forgive her for being flawed, but I don't have to fucking like her. I will literally never tell her that I forgive her because that is in itself. It's like, well, what am I doing that for? So that she says, so I can feel good that I shoved in her face and I'm a better person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really do think that like, if you, even if you, your forgiveness looks like acceptance. Yeah then it's it allows me the freedom to then move forward i love that if your forgiveness looks like acceptance yeah to i fucks with the oprah podcast so hard and that's a tweetable moment let's stop (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um what is uh the weirdest amends you've ever had to give 
Oh, fuck. Um, I mean, this is pretty... This is like my classic. It's pretty easy. There's this girl who... Um, it was in sobriety. Um, most of my amends that I, for stuff that I did out of sobriety were pretty straightforward, somber. Like I was really like, my part was clear. You know, anybody that I like did crazy, crazy shit to a lot of the time it was like more harmful than helpful to make that amends. Um, because it was either stuff that they didn't know that I did or it was like they would never want to see me. Like yeah. it would f- be like rude. Um, so the fucking weirdest amends I made was um, this girl that I had made friends with in Chicago who, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't know what her deal is. Um, but she became like a friend of mine and uh, we were all in the same young people's recovery circle. Oof, yeah. Toxic. Toxic. Page out of my book. That's it's like, sick. Oh, it's beautiful. so sick. And I was like so in my prime in terms of dating. And like. Yeah. <laughs> like it was yeah, like. Yeah, just going hard. I was, yeah, Everybody's I was, fucking each other. I was it's just like, like too crazy. I was really trying to do it right. So I was like going yeah. on dates with people. I was trying to be really accountable. And yeah. I was like, you know really doing it and this girl came in so underhanded and like she did shit that was like obviously like questionable like I had this guy over this guy was picking me up for a date she was there as my like quote-unquote bff helping me get ready and he I, he came over and I was still getting ready or whatever in the bathroom and I come back into my room and he's laying on my bed and she's like playing with his hair what? and they're like they're I like, was literally gonna be like and then you walked in the room and she was giving him a blowjob no, but that's it was like, like pretty close no it's like it's so much more manipulative because yeah. it like makes me think like am I nuts like am I overreacting and then she's just like talking out her ass and as we're walking out the door he's like wow you're like so spiritual and it's like you're so much and she's like I just have a lot of gratitude and I was like fuck you and at the end of the date he was like um, what's the deal with your friend? And I was like, fuck you. Um, oh. but she did that apparently like behind my back with so many people that I had been like on and off involved with. Like she dated that guy as soon as I left town for two seconds. Whoa. Like, so I made amends to her. She was crazy. I made amends to her and sat down and, um, uh, I, she was such a petty bitch obviously <laughs> she was such a stupid petty bitch and you know the part of the amends where you're God like bless her yeah <laughs> where you're like you're like oh is there anything that you would like to you know anything else that I left out yeah nobody ever is supposed to say anything I mean I'm sure they do but like when especially when you're making amends to another yeah. sober person you're like just fucking let it go yeah and no, she was my like, ex gave me 20 minutes of additionals uh, when, yeah I've and had so that happen. she sits yeah. there like so smug and just goes yeah actually it really hurt my feelings that um you told me uh when I told everybody that I was reading the book skinny bitch that you said that it wasn't feminist and I was like okay well I'm sorry you feel that way I'll literally light you on fire if I don't leave (laughs) this coffee shop is gonna go um that was probably the weirdest that. And I also had to make amends to a sponsee for like trying to control a relationship with yeah. a friend of mine. I get that. Yeah, so it's always a tough one. Being so. involved with like 
it was like my friend had time she didn't and i was like you will not be together um oh yeah it was not my business i've had yeah i've been on the both giving and receiving end of that one damn it's a fun one for sure um she will see that you were right eventually but also you know yeah i know yeah i listen it's a thing. <laughs> i it's will a be thing. waiting say <laughs> <laughs> I, I told you so how do you you've talked about this a lot so far but like what is your spiritual practice like your or at least your like day-to-day like how do you keep yourself together as a person um i try to take moments um to connect spiritually i also try to um I mean, I, I go to like yoga and I meditate, you know, I'm not like, a, I'm not like a whatever that transcendental $5 million meditation class kind of person. Yeah. But I will take the time to connect. I will look for, for ways to connect. I will take action to connect. I think, I think the whole idea of like spirituality is much more intertwined with the physical than yeah then you know we think it is <gasps> have you read the body keep score no i'm gonna send it to you it's the best yeah best no audio. totally seriously really I, traumatizing though because it's like for clinicians so mm, like take it with a grain of salt you know i like trauma but <laughs> but the the whole it's like a whole basically a thesis on how your body is connected to your spirituality it's yeah. like it's in, and there's like clinical evidence like it's it's amazing i believe it yeah um i'm sorry i interrupted you you're fine you didn't interrupt anything i love i'm done what is your um relationship with your higher power like it's good i mean yeah i i i have overall faith i mean i i definitely i take it back when it comes to my appearance and my career I yeah. it's like I have an idea. I have this idea. Uh, I feel like we're, God, yeah. we're just, uh. those, are, those are the two things I take. Uh-huh. I take it back where yeah. I'm like, nah, you don't have my back. Like <laughs> I'm like, nah, you probably don't have my back on yeah. that. Like you want me to be fat. Like you want me to be gross. <laughs> like like, and I have to say that out loud because it's so fucking ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's insane. It's like yeah, you want me to. I'm going to be unsuccessful tight. I will man up, you know, it's like, Oh, you want to challenge me? And it's like, you're not talking to anyone. Like you're you're literally not talking to anyone. So if you could just chill the fuck out. But other than that, I have, I have a lot of, I mean, I've had a thing. I mean, I've, I've had so much time. Thank God to like, connect and feel like you know i'm in a place where like i'm not you know i'm not gonna i I don't think there's like my idea of god is fluid and i say god because it's like i just don't have time to say higher power all the time my higher power my universe my spiritual yeah universal energy do i think it's a man no do i think it's a person no do i think it's the kind of god that is mentioned anywhere in text no do i know what it is no i don't fucking know yeah I love that. <laughs> I love that. Oh my yeah, god! Just out there looking for your god shots. That's yeah, all it is. baby. What is uh, one thing we've reached the end? This, oh that's all god. the questions. We did it. I um, feel bad. I, it took so long. No, you did not take so long. That was perfect. No, you're no, you're perfect. Okay. You're wonderful. This is incredible. Wow. Um, this is a long running podcast. Like okay. it's occasionally it goes hard. Um, <laughs> that being said, what is one thing you'd like to give away to somebody just like you on this podcast? Shit give away yeah like you're well you can buy my album no i'm just kidding 
Wouldn't it be funny? I don't have an album. That's not real. No. Um, no, I, uh, I think just hope. Yeah. Man, that's all like we really want to give anybody else, right? Yeah. Hope, connection, just the idea that you're, you don't even have to think that you're worth it. Yeah. You really don't. Yeah. Just wow. show up. Like nobody's saying you got to love yourself. Nobody's saying you have to think you're worth it. Nobody's saying that like you're going to like you have to believe that this is like any anything's really going to work for you. But just like show up. That's like truly. And honestly, the only no one knows what's that. good enough. Right. Yeah. That's I, what I'm getting right now from that. Yeah. That's amazing. Nobody knows what's good enough. I don't, yeah, I don't, we, those are all things that we just like tell ourselves so that we don't do anything. Yeah. You're incredible. Shut up. You're You're incredible. Guys, this is so great. This is so good. This made my fucking day. Where can people find you? Um, I am on Twitter at Lindsay's face. Um, Can you spell it out for a listener? L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-S face. F A C E. Um, and uh, I am also on Instagram at Lindsay is a cat. And I have a streaming, a live streaming baking show on Twitch called Bake Stuff with Lindsay. Oh, yeah. So that's it, baby. Oh, my God. I'm totally going to watch that. It's go fucks with silly. Lindsay, guys. I love, that. <laughs> I love that. And Alex, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on all social media at Dapper Duong, D A P P E R D U O N G. Got some really fun stuff coming up, guys. We're all over. So, yeah, come fucks with us. Pull up. Love it. And you can find me at Anna V is fun on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me at my website, AnnaValenzuela.com and my other podcast, Brouhaha on the Unpops Network. Shout yeah. out to Brouhaha, the yeah. ladies over there. Oh my gosh. And Alex, if nobody's told you this today, I love you. Mm. Love you too. And Lindsay, if nobody's told you this today, I love you. I we love, love you. I love you too. You guys, I love both of you. This is so nice. Oh, it's, a good, it's a good pod, right? I'm, yeah. so, good. I'm so full of the feels. Yeah, it's a free therapy session. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and if you're listening to this and nobody's told you this today, we love you. We love you. Bye. Have hope. Bye.